open. They kind of get their bearings about them. They look over to the person next to them. And then they have this, oh darn face. That's the word I can use in church. And they think to themselves, what in the world did I do? I know you've never seen a scene like this before. Um, and then there's something else that happens. So beyond that, this what have I done, they've, wake, they've woken up with a stranger or someone who they never would have logically proceeded to uh, engage in activities with the previous night in, in their normal state of mind, right? Um, besides this, then the next scene that happens usually almost every time is then there's the proceeding of grabbing of the, the bed sheet or the bedspread and wrapping it around their bodies or the person who jumps up real quick and scoops up their clothes and throws them on quickly, you know, the, the quick pull on of the blue jeans that you've seen many, many, many times in many movies and TV shows. You with me? It happens. And uh, here's, here's what's going on. And though this movie, this happens in movies and TV shows, I think in some way, shape, or form, this is happening all over, all the time, every morning, all over the world. And, that, and here's what's interesting to me. Here's why I paint that picture for you at church, <laughs> is that people that just moments ago were completely naked, naked, who were completely naked, upon realizing what has happened, commence to doing whatever they can to cover up. Who were completely naked, completely intimate, completely nothing between them, are now doing everything they can as quickly as possible to cover up. And this is what I want us to think about today as we talk about this longing for intimacy. Um... There are about 1,200 chapters in the Bible, and we only have to read the first three of them to immediately see the very first time the covering up of sin, the covering up of shame took place. In Genesis chapter 3, we are going to, uh, or Genesis chapter 2, excuse me, ta- there's Adam and Eve, and it says this in this verse, Genesis 2.25, they, Adam and Eve, that's who I'm talking about, were both naked and were not ashamed. God had created them, God had created the earth, God had, God had given them dominion, God had done all these things for them in a love relationship, in an intimate relationship. They were together, they were naked, and they were not ashamed. No shame going on. Now jump to uh, Genesis chapter 3. Remember, we're only in the third chapter of this book out of 1,200, and we see this happening. And here's the scene where the serpent is in the garden talking to Eve, tempting Eve. And in verse 4, we find this. The serpent saying, You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, talking about the fruit, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her, so she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. Verse 7, here it is. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. There it is. Oh my goodness, what did we do? What did we do? We were in an intimate relationship with God. What did we do? What happened? What came over our minds? What caused us to do this? Why did we make this decision? We knew better. 
What did we do? Oh no, I'm naked. And they sewed fig leaves together. And there it is. There's the movie scene right there. The, the original right there played out for the very first time in all of history. Their eyes were open. They're naked. And now they run for cover. Moving on to verse 8 of Genesis 3. The man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. They're already covered in leaves. The Lord God, walking, they'd heard him walking about in the garden, so they hid from God. They were already hidden by fig leaves, and now they're hiding even more. They hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to them, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. This is Adam. I was afraid because I was naked. And why? Why did Adam say he was afraid? Not because he had disobeyed God, not because he had listened to Eve like he shouldn't have, not because he had been duped by a snake. No, the only reason Adam was afraid is because he was naked. Intimacy collides with shame in this moment, and they hid. And for a lot of people, many of us, we're in hiding. We have shame in our lives. We've, we've gone into hiding. So many people build up a wall because they just don't even want to deal with the longing for intimacy that is in their heart. I mean, it doesn't say that God created Adam and Eve and then he created within them a longing for intimacy. No, their very existence is a result of the longing for intimacy that God has for us, with us, for us with him. It wasn't a, an afterthought. Oh, I'm going to create Adam and Eve, and now I'm going to create them with a longing for intimacy. No. He created Adam and Eve because of intimacy. We were created to be in this. We were created to be in this intimate relationship, not just with a person, but with God. Actually, we were created to be intimate with God and everything else is a, a reflection of that. So what we desire and experience in human relationship is just a reflection of what we were created to have with God. Intimacy. So many people are hiding behind this wall, hiding behind these leaves, hiding behind leaves upon leaves upon leaves. And hear this, God created us with a profound desire to fully know and to fully be known. His plan for us is to, is to be close with one another. His plan for us is to be, be close with un, to one another without shame. God has a plan for intimacy with us. And the first thing that I want you to think about today in regard to this is desire of God to be in intimate relationship with us. This desire from God for us to be people who are in intimate relationship is we need to understand something. And, and what I'm about to say is nothing new. It's nothing that's going to just rock the world. It's, it's so basic that we should get it, but we don't. I don't. But in regard to an intimate relationship with God, think about it this for a moment. We need to remember. We need to know if we don't know it. And if we do know it, we need to remember that God already knows. He already knows what's behind uh, the, the tree we're hiding behind. He knows what is, what is hidden behind the fig leaves of our lives. He knows. He knows what's behind the bed sheet and the blue jeans. He knows. He knows. 
There's nothing that we hide from him. In verse 9 of Genesis 3, it says, They hid from God, and the Lord God called to them, Where are you? Where are you? Listen, God knew where they were. God knew exactly where they were. And I think God asks a lot of questions that he already knows the answers to in regard to his conversations with us that you look and recorded in Scripture. There are times when God asks questions and he already knows the answer. But why does he do this? He knew where Adam was, but he wanted Adam to acknowledge where he was. God knew where Adam was. God wanted Adam to acknowledge that he was hiding because he was full of shame. He wanted Adam to recognize that. I mean, think about this in regard to, I think about Mallory, my daughter, there are times when I ask her questions that I already know the answer to. When she comes and and blows me over with her not so very good baby breath that she used to have, now she's four, and I say to her, did you brush your teeth? I know the answer, no. (laughs) When it takes her .5 seconds to go and use the bathroom, And she comes back out, I'm like, did you flush? I know the answer. There are times when I ask my daughter questions because I want her to acknowledge what the answer is. God does the same thing with Adam here, and he does the same thing with you and me. He doesn't do us to to bring more shame upon us. He just wants us to acknowledge where we are, what our current state is, what our current condition is, what our current mindset is. He wants us to do this. He, he already knows. And listen, that's good news. And you might think, oh, well, great. <laughs> I've been trying to, I've been kind of just going along thinking maybe he doesn't know. Maybe I have been fooling him. So maybe that's not good news to you, but it really is good news. He already knows. He already knows. It's this, it's this desire that he has to, he, he, he already knows the lines crossed and the addictions. He already knows the mistakes. He already, he already, he knows the repeated mistakes upon the mistakes upon mistakes. The, oh my goodness, why did I? And the next day we do. Oh, why did I? Oh, and the next day we do. He knows. He knows. So there's really no point in, in you and I grabbing a bunch of fig leaves and, and jumping behind a bush Because all that does is add on more pain and more shame. He already knows. We need to know that he already knows, and we need to be free from that shame. Here's more good news. (laughs) Not only does he know, but here's the best part. God is the one who covers that shame. God is the one who covers it. God is the one who does this. He, he is the one who covers our shame. Not, not some leaves or some bed sheet. It's not going to work. Not any walls we build up. And any, I'm not going to let anyone get in close to me ever again because that way I'll never you know, make those mistakes. No, God covers our shame. Look at verse 7 again of Genesis 3. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. So they, they've sown the fig leaves, right? I mean, I just alluded to this a moment ago. They've sown the fig leaves. They've covered their shame. They should be good, right? They were naked, and now they're not, so everything should be fine. And this is what you and I do. This is what humanity does. Oh, I'll just cover it up. We have a rug in our living room. It's not a very big rug, but it's kind of the main traffic area, the main place, and 
I noticed that for some reason the, the rug started getting like bumps in it and like, like there was a speed bump in my living room. And I realized that, again, my daughter, one day I'm not going to be able to talk about Mallory because she's getting old enough to tell me I can't talk about her. But until then, you guys get a lot of Mallory stories. Um, but I realized that Mallory had just been shoving like empty Capri Suns under there, Legos, playing cards, um, dress clothes. You know, I mean, just whatever was she, you know, didn't want to, she just she put it right under we do this. It's not a four-year-old problem. It's a 40-year-old problem, an 80-year-old problem, everywhere in between. Just cover it up. It should be okay. Adam and Eve were naked. Now they're not. But it's not okay. They hid from the Lord among the trees. Everything should be good, but it's not. Intimacy is not restored by their efforts. Intimacy with God is not going to be restored by our efforts. As much as we would like to think so. Doesn't happen that way. Our best efforts at covering our shame don't do any good. They don't do any good. We oftentimes feel still worthless and act like we can just keep trucking along, but we still feel covered in shame. Uh, jump to verse 21 of, of Romans, uh, excuse me, of, of Genesis 3. And, and look at this. Uh, people for the ethical treatment of a- animals don't like this verse. But it says this. This is what God did about their nakedness because the leaves weren't cutting it. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. God covered them. God covered them. The leaves didn't cut it. Them putting on leaves and jumping behind bushes didn't cut it. God covered them. God knew where they were. He knew and he covered them. He covered them. And when when God covers our shame, that's when we are truly clothed. I mean, and, and think about this for a minute. God did the work. That's the message of the cross. That's the message of Christianity. God is the one who covers us. We can do efforts. We can do all. We, we, can, we can try to cover up. We can have the, the best looking leaves around. We could pay the most money for the best leaf ensemble that we could find. It doesn't do it. God clothes us. When God covers our shame, we're clothed. And without God's covering, without God's covering, we are always going to struggle. We're always going to struggle. I want to jump now from Genesis all the way into the epistles with the apostle Paul writing to the church. Remember that, that uh, thought I mentioned a second ago where I said, oh, why did I do this? And the next day we do it. Why, do I, why am I doing Oh, I did it. I don't want to do this. Oh, I'm doing it. This is what we do. And Paul recognized this. In Romans 7, verse 21, he says, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. That's self-effort. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. Why am I doing this? Why did I do this? Who is this person? Who am I? Why? Cover up. Why? Why? This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. 
who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Can you just feel the shame? Can you smell it almost? Thank God the answer is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. On our own, it's not enough. I mean, you you can just see the pain here. You see the struggle that Paul's in, the, the shame that is just oozing out of this passage that Paul is dealing with. God has always been about the business of recognizing the break in intimacy. From the garden to right now today with you. He recognizes the break in intimacy. And he knows. He knows what we're trying to cover. What we've been trying to cover. What we've been hiding behind. He knows. And that's not bad news. It's good news. He covers us. He covers us. And this is how he does it. In Romans 8, verse 1, so you leave Romans 7 with that, oh, I'm so horrible, I'm so miserable. The NIV says, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? And the answer is Romans 8, 1. So now... There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Just picture yourself naked and miserable like Paul just described. And now just picture God Almighty through Jesus Christ clothing you. Picture that as I read this. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Who will rescue you from sin and death? Who will remove the shame? Who will remove the, the fig leaves? Who does that? Jesus Christ. Think about this. Intimacy without shame is it's a it's a lost concept for most people. There are people who have lived their entire lives in relationships that were more a trade-off than anything really resembling intimacy. And so to a world full of, of people who are longing for intimacy without shame, Jesus says, I am here. I'm here. I know you, and I'm here. I'm going to clothe you with my righteousness. I'm here. There will be no more shame in me. God removes the fig leaves of shame and he clothes us with intimacy through Jesus Christ. And that's a longing that each and every one of us have. Some of us, we might be so far removed from that longing because it's just been, we've, we've just piled on that many fig leaves that there's been that much hiding but I tell you today that God knows and he clothes you with love forgiveness and hope through Jesus Christ let's pray together God you know the you know the 
the reality of as I was preparing this message God you knew how much I felt the pressure Lord to to speak this and for not my words God but the power and the truth of your word to penetrate through really strong walls of resistance walls that have been built in the the strength of those walls is shame what holds those walls up is shame so God I just say publicly how much I yearn for your people to recognize that you know and then you don't throw anyone out because of that knowledge that you have you clothe us through Jesus Christ and there is freedom in that there is life in that there is hope in that and Lord God there is intimacy in that and I just pray Lord that we would stop and listen every one of us all of us up here on the stage sitting in seats back there in the booth that we would just stop and recognize that you know your desire is to clothe us with love and forgiveness Jesus Christ none of us have to walk out with leaves on I pray this in the amazing, loving, forgiving, redeeming name of Jesus Christ.